0: Welcome in episode 65 of What's Right with Nick Wright. This will be our weekly NFL gambling show. We had been doing the weekly top 50 players last 50 years countdown for our third show a week. Those came out on Sundays. This, The very first one, I'm not sure when, when it's going to come out. Full disclosure, we were recording it on Monday. So if there's a devastating quarterback injury or something crazy happens, that won't be incorporated here. But the plan will be for these shows to come out at the end of every single week, we will record them typically as probably on Thursdays. They come out Fridays, thereabouts, and get you ready for our your weekly picks. Now, a regular gambling show is going to be, I'm going to give you five games a week that I will play. The commitment I have to you on this show is very simple. I will not suggest any bet that I am not making myself. Which is why you're going to see on this show, I have some leans that I'm not betting. It's just how I'm leaning. Then I have the bets I'm actually making. Also, so today's show is going to be all season-long future stuff. Which, by the way, if you're just starting to dip your toe in the gambling waters, as my co-host Amonze started to do during the NBA season, I would strongly recommend season-long futures. And here's why. It allows you to feel like you have action every single week without having to bet games every single week. If you were to mirror me on these bets for the, that I'm going to give out over the next half hour, if it were if they were all on a $10 scale, it would cost you around $200. Bucks. If they were on a $100 scale, it would cost you around $2,000. If they were on a $1,000 scale, it would cost you around 20 dollars Again, we're not going to talk about bet sizes throughout the year. We're just going to give you picks. But because it is important to me that the audience understands, and I'm being transparent here on this, because unlike a lot of the gambling shows out there, not only am I making all these bets, I am, I am sweating them with you. I have allocated for the preseason portion of the, gamble, the NFL gambling thing, all of these bets will be on a $1,000 scale on my end. I would say that's probably a little rich for most people's blood. I have a good job and a bit of a gambling problem. So for my blood, it's just right. But you can have the same fun, whether $100, $50, whatever it is. But just when you're, because you also have to, before we even get to it, and all the lines come from FoxBet. All year long, all our lines will come from FoxBet. So if you see them somewhere elsewhere, just know our lines come from FoxBet, and they are as current and as latest as when I made the wager. But the point I was making is you've got to, on season-long futures, you've got to really think about the juice on it, the VIG on it, because that's what can kill you. So I'm going to lay all that out over the next 30 or so minutes. DeMondsey, in the first segment, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about season win totals. I'm going to give you the ones I'm leaning on, then the ones I'm betting on. You jump in at any time if you have a question, concern, disagreement. But for the most part, unlike our regular show, this is going to be similar to our 50 Greatest Players show where it is a lot more of me than me and Demanze going back and forth because Demanze, God bless, does not have a 25-year history of betting NFL games the way I do. So this is this is where we're doing it. So
1: we'll get to— I did win $10,000 off of you one time, though. Let's not forget about that.
0: You did. You did win $10,000 off of me one time. That is true you know what? I'm not going to let you sour my mood when I'm this excited about the NFL season being here. Okay. Season long win totals. These are ones that I thought about betting. I did not bet. But if I were to, if you were to say, give me a pick Arizona, the total was eight and a half. I was already leaning under it jumped to nine and a half. Now that would be a heavy under for me. I I don't trust the management there. I don't trust the roster construction as a whole. They have a lot of older, higher-priced players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the beginning of the year. We know Cliff's history late in the year. We know Kyler's history late in the year. I would lean to the under. I was leaning under 8.5 when I saw it there. At 9.5, I absolutely would lean under, but I'm not going to bet it because there is the possibility that Kyler you know now that he has to study film <laughs> is going to be even better I don't there I'm and the NFC is soft enough that even if that division beats him up I I'm not betting it Carolina I lean the over you get the over six and a half at plus money I lean the over because I think the NFC South is going to be weaker than people believe I like Baker And if Christian McCaffrey's healthy, that team could be interesting. The if Christian McCaffrey healthy part is, though, a huge concern, and I don't like their coach. If you don't like their coach and they have a major injury concern, you don't really want to be betting the over, but I lean the over 6.5 with Carolina. Cleveland, I would be betting the under 8.5 with Cleveland if it wasn't for the sake that you got to lay minus 160 on the juice. That's too much but I don't like Cleveland as a playoff team. I don't believe in them this year. I don't believe in the general aura of the franchise post to Sean Watson, so I lean under there. Denver, was it 9.5? You could get the under at plus money. It's now at 10.5, but you don't get the plus money on it anymore. I leaned under at 9.5. I probably would bet the under at 10.5, depending on the juice, but I'm going to have enough emotional, and reputational investment in Denver not being good. I don't also <laughs> need financial investment in it because I'm fading Russell Wilson so hard. So, again, that's a lean. Vegas, I lean under 8.5, but the one of the reasons I'm not betting either one of those, Denver or Vegas, is it's like you're going to bet both those teams in the same division. One of them probably going to be a little better than I thought, but I would lean under there. New Orleans was at 8.5. It dropped to 7.5. So now it's a true stay away because I was leaning under there. That's I like their defense. I like their skill guys. Dennis Allen, his career record in the NFL, has he has coached 36 games. He has won eight of them. He is literally one of the worst coaches from a record standpoint in the history of professional football. So I would just blindly take the under there, but I'm going to stay away from it. And the last one, Pittsburgh's total is seven and a half. I lean the over because of Tomlin. Tomlin has never finished below 500, ever. He has Great won point. eight or more games every single year. So last year, they somehow made the playoffs. They might be better at quarterback this year, even if they're starting Trubisky or Pickett, just because Big throwing Ben dimes. was so bad last year. What's right. up?
1: I said throwing dimes.
0: Throwing dimes. Well, I don't know if he's going to be throwing dimes, but Big Ben was throwing ducks. So yes. I so I would lean the over, but not enough to actually bet it. Okay. Here are the there are seven of these that I'm actually betting. Okay, if it's on a hundred dollar scale, these seven bets would cost you one thousand and fifteen dollars for a maximum return of one thousand eight hundred and thirty dollars, which would be a profit of eight hundred and fifty or eight eight hundred and fifteen dollars. Pardon me. We will go one by one. Indy, is it nine and a half? I am strongly on the over. Now, a lot of America seems to be because it's minus 160. You typically would not want to lay that type of juice on a season win total, but I don't see any scenario the Colts don't win at least 10 games. I love that over. They have the best quarterback Frank Reich's ever had. Last year, they were better than the record suggested because they melted down at the end of the year. Emotionally. I think it is such an upgrade, the fact that they, unlike their other divisional rival, Tennessee, so Tennessee and Indy, both their seasons ended thanks to quarterback meltdowns at the end. Tennessee ran it back with their quarterback. Indy got rid of theirs and brought in Matt Ryan, who's obviously has a long history of playing in domes, playing in soft divisions, and carving them up to a degree. So I think Tennessee is going to have a hangover emotionally from last year. I think Indy looks at it like, We've got the Maniac, whose name used to be Darius Leonard, but now he's Shaquille Leonard. That threw me off, by the way. I didn't get that press release that he was going by Shaquille now. Everyone's talking about Shaquille Leonard. It's like, who the hell is that? Then I found out Darius, his name was Darius Shaquille Leonard or Shaquille Darius Leonard, whatever. He had always gone by Darius. Now he goes by Shaquille. Doesn't matter. He's one of the best linebackers in the entire NFL. They have him. They obviously have an excellent offensive line. They might have the best running back in football. Now they have Matt Ryan. I wish they had better receivers. But they have a soft schedule. I wish they could. Man, I, and not I wish. I think there's an outside chance Indy finishes with the best record in the AFC. Now that they're the best team in the AFC, but an outside chance they finish with the best record. I love them. Love them over nine and a half. That's our first official actual bet. The next one. Another team in that division that I like going over. The Jacksonville Jaguars. So over six and a half, you get plus money, plus 115. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top five quarterback in the league at some point. Doug Peterson is not a perfect head coach, but he did win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. He did get, excuse me, a near MVP season out of Carson Wentz. And he is clear, he he worked with Andy Reid. He is clearly good with offenses. Now the Jags, Overpaid for their receivers, but they upgraded there. They, so they have three quality receivers, a quarterback I believe in, Travis Etienne, who was their high draft pick last year, got hurt before the season even started. They have they have him they they have him to go alongside Trevor Lawrence, who was his college teammate, the number one pick of the draft on defensive end this year. I think they're going to be around five hundred. Offensive
1: line looking like.
0: Well, not great. You can't fix it all in one offseason, my friend. <laughs> uh, it's a good question. The, the uh, Jaguars offensive line is not one that I'm necessarily overly excited about. I do think, am I tripping on this? Let me let me check to make sure. I I think they had one major offseason addition on offensive line. Are they the guy, are they the team that got Sheriff from uh, Washington? I think they are. So they added a great guard, but they still obviously need... Yeah, they did get Brandon from, Scherf from Washington via free agency. So listen, they're spending money, which you need to do. They are... The Urban Meyer era, let's just call it, you know, uh, unfortunate. They get to turn the page on that. I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I'm a strong over on them. Kansas City's 10.5. It's minus 115. They've won 12 games or more. Every year, Mahomes has been the quarterback. The idea that the Chiefs are going to be 10 and seven is ludicrous to me. Last year was supposed to be the year from hell. Right. They went 12 and five. They, they, I, I, I don't need to even de- explain this. Go ahead. You want to jump in?
1: No, I was, on, I was only going to pick at you for a second. I've,
0: Go ahead. Pick I, at me.
1: Got the. The fourth-best quarterback or third-best quarterback in the league Oh, right now, yeah, so. the
0: eighth-best player, third-best quarterback 100. in the NFL Top 100. That's correct.
1: That's wise to Listen, go against that.
0: I like the addition of Juju. I like the draft pick Sky Moore. Oh. I like the defensive additions they made. I didn't
1: know they added Juju. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow.
0: So Demasi's been locked into the NBA, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, that's Lost insane. Tyreek and added Juju. Sweet. Uh, see, this is why... There was at one point. Sorry, I'm gonna pull the curtain back a bit. When we were discussing how we're gonna do the NFL gambling show, the producers were like, "Why don't maybe you can do picks and Demanze can do picks?" And I said to him, "I said, here's the deal. Demonze is not as locked into the NFL as he was the NBA. He will be by the end of the year. Yeah, but
1: you're gonna. I definitely will probably watch more NFL than I've ever watched in my life. There's no
0: question about it. Which, by the way, there's no judgment here. It literally hasn't been your job until right now." And you didn't play football growing up. Right. You didn't love it the way I did, even though I didn't play it either. But I, right. I loved it growing up. So n- no judgment there. But this is, the, you know, Demonze having the light bulb moment. The Chiefs got Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> as we're 10 days before the season starts is why we're not going to grace you with his football picks. Just mine, and he's going <laughs> to chime in. But I listen, I like their additions on defense. The Ch- wake me up when the Chiefs don't win 12 games. So I'm going to take the over. New England. So that's three overs I've done. New England's at eight and a half. I am strongly on the under. They have the most expensive wide receiver core in the NFL, and they don't have a number one. They have the second most expensive tight end group in the NFL, and they don't have a number one. They are spending $72 million against the cap on those two positions. The league average is $36 million. No other team is spending more than 60. million. Only one other team is spending more than 50. dollars million. They're at $72 million. They're at $72 million without great players at it. They lost their best defensive player. They lost their entire offensive coaching staff. Mac Jones is out here in preseason getting frustrated. New England is a seven-win team at best. Their total is eight and a half. I love the under on the Patriots. Baltimore, what it was, they were at 10 and a half at even money. That's where I bet it, full disclosure. They're now at nine and a half at Minus money on the over. I, I'm I'm over on Baltimore. By the way, that's where I bet it. So if I liked them over ten and a half, I love them over nine and a half. Even if you got to pay that juice, I think Baltimore and Indy are the two teams that I think are most likely to be the number one seed in the NFC in the AFC this year. Doesn't mean they're the two teams I like the most to win the Super Bowl or to get to the Super Bowl. But as far as strong regular season, Baltimore dealt with devastating injuries all year. The question with Baltimore is, and maybe by the time you guys hear this, he will have, is Lamar really going to play out this year without his contract? I mean, he still hasn't signed a new deal, so I don't know how that will affect him. I don't think it'll affect him. Baltimore was eight 8-3 last year despite all the injuries before Lamar got dinged. I love Baltimore uh, winning at least 11 games this year. I love it. Did you want to chime in? It looked like you had something you want to say. You're not obligated.
1: Um, no, no. Okay. The, the the Lamar thing with no contract just sparked my interest. I didn't even know you could play.
0: Well, no, no, no. So I said it wrong. He has a contract without a contract
1: extension. extension okay. Yeah,
0: without with this is the final year of his contract. All right. Now they did that once, a decade ago, with Joe Flacco. Flacco ended up having the best year of his career, won the Super Bowl. They ended up signing him to a ridiculous deal, and he, they never were any good after that. Be cut until Lamar got there because they had overpaid him. But Lamar seems to be playing by his own, you know, a different drummer here when it comes to contract stuff. More power to him. I hope he stays healthy. I like Baltimore over ten and a half. All right, the Giants. I bet them under seven and a half, and I paid heavy juice at minus one forty five. The line has now moved to six and a half. If you want to bet the under, and the you get plus money on it. Either way, I like it. I don't know if I disclosure full disclosure. I don't know if I would have betted it at six and a half, but I hammered it at seven and a half. The Giants are just a bad team. They might, Kenny Galladay, as as of recording, who's the most expensive receiver in the league this year as a cap hitter, one of the three most, is in risk of getting cut from the team, even though he has 18 million guaranteed because he's been so unimpressive in training camp. Daniel Jones is still Daniel Jones. Jeez. I like their new head coach, uh, Dable, who obviously was the coordinator with Josh Allen. I don't like their roster. They are what they need is Saquon to have a monster year. Saquon might be snake bit by the NFL injury bug. More of the story is I love them under seven and a half. I like them under six and a half. I loved them enough under seven and a half. I paid the 145 juice. And now my final, this is another one where I paid minus 145. My final season win total, the Niners. The Niners over nine and a half. Trey Lance is going to have some growing pains. By the end of the year, he will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo was. So can they survive the beginning of the year with him? My answer to that is unequivocally yes, because they have an excellent defense. They should have the league's best running game, or they in Baltimore should have the league's best running games. They got Debo signed, and they start the year off, in my opinion, with five games. Five of their first six games are... Some of the, well, four of their first six games are some of the projected worst teams in football. They are at the Bears, home for the Seahawks, at the Broncos, tough, home for the Rams, tough, but historically, Shannon has owned McVay until that NFC Championship game, then at the Panthers, at the Falcons. So even if Trey Lance is shaky to start, they should be four and two no matter what. Could be five and one. And that gives you such a cushion to getting to what they need as 10 wins. I love the Niners in the regular season. I like them even more in the postseason, as you're going to hear. So, what's up, pal?
1: Are there any of these that you like more than the other ones?
0: Well, of the ones I've given, and I said at the beginning there were seven. There's actually eight. I've given you seven because I saved one that I like the most for last. Of the ones I've given, Indy, KC, and San Francisco would be my three favorites. Now I don't bet more on one than others. I in my history on that is I could end up you know having eight season win totals, getting six right, two wrong. But the one I went heaviest on is the one I got wrong, and it screws up my ability to be profitable. So I bet all these standard unit size. Right. But my if I were to pick one I like more than any of the rest, and bet just one. Indy would be a second place. KC would be third place. San Francisco would be fourth place. My absolute favorite one is the team everyone loves. I think they are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. They are certainly the favorites in the NFC. And that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be under 11 and a half wins. First of all, that is a crazy high total. 11 and a half is the highest total on the board. No team is at 12 and a half or 13 and a half you do have to pay a decent juice of minus 145, but given Brady's disposition, given the injuries on the offensive line, given the uncertainty of their new head coach, the fact that Tampa has the highest win total of any team in the league is crazy. Now, part of that's because everyone knows Atlanta's going to stink. They're correct on that. Everyone believes Carolina is going to be awful. I'm not sure they're right on that. They could be right on that, but I'm not sure they're right on that. And new Orleans people are ambivalent on, but new Orleans, the one thing new Orleans over the last couple of years has done that nobody else in the league has done is kick Brady's ass. They're three and one against him in the regular season. And he's had some of his worst games. So I don't think the division is quite as easy as people believe it's going to be. I also think that Brady, even when he was with the Patriots, historically his worst month was September. And then he got better as the year went on. Well, the, the Bucs' first four games at Dallas, at the Saints, home for the Packers, home for the Chiefs. I said the other day I think they're starting one and three over yeah. the first four. Now, Dallas, no Tyron Smith is a big loss for them. But set that aside. They've got to get – if they do start one and three, I win the bet with three more losses from Tampa. Because 11 and six, I win the bet if I'm under 11 right. and a half. The rest of their schedule. Falcons, at the Steelers, that's tough, at the Panthers, home for the Ravens, home for the Rams, back-to-back tough ones, so now we're at three tough ones, home for Seattle, at Cleveland, home for the Saints, at the Niners, home for the Bengals, at the Cardinals, where they wrap up with Panthers and Falcons. I just think this is 11-6, uh, 10 and 17. I think that's probably enough to win that division. And maybe by the end of the year, Brady feels better than he seems to feel right now. But Brady's press conference, Brady's time away from the team, the injuries on the offensive line, the uncertainty at tight end with Gronk retiring, the losses on defense. This is not a 12-win team to me. And a, I, I win the bet if they don't win 12 games. So my favorite of them all is this one right here. Tampa, under 11 and a half. even though I got to pay the minus 145 juice. Okay. There's our season-long win totals. We will come back with some make-or-miss playoff bets, and then we will wrap up with our Super Bowl pick and a 50-to-1 long-shot Super Bowl pick. All of that coming up on our first NFL gambling show of the year. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives From gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right write to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com write. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, welcome back in What's Right, Nick Wright, episode number 65, our first NFL gambling show of the year. We did our season win totals. Now to Monze, we're going to do make-miss playoff bets. And some of these are going to be correlated with the win totals, most notably the first one I'm going to get to. I took under on the Patriots. I'm going to bet them to miss the playoffs. But the rest of them, this is how I kind of like to try to diversify my preseason gambling. Because if you take over on the Chiefs and them to make the playoffs, all those things, then you are one injury or one bad pick away from having, you know, a kind of a domino effect on your bets. But where I'm not worried about that is the New England Patriots. The Patriots, to miss the playoffs when I bet it, it was minus 198. And to me, why would I lay two to one, you know, against me on a bet like this? Because I see no scenario that exists in the world where New England makes the playoffs. I would have laid minus 250 on it. I know they made the playoffs last year. The fact of the matter is they have had the least impressive preseason of any team that matters. They had a bad offseason where they traded away their best interior lineman for a mid-round pick. They lost their best defensive player for nothing in free agency, and they they have all these guys they signed last offseason, none of whom were overly impressive their tight ends and receivers who are now just more expensive. Mac Jones seems frustrated they don't have an offensive coordinator. I'm not afraid of their defense. So New England to miss the playoffs, it's so a no-doubter even though I got I laid -198. I think it's now like around -180. Denver missing the playoffs. I got it at +120. This is about
1: That's insane.
0: What's insane?
1: Since you got Denver missing the playoffs at +120?
0: Yeah they're favored to make the playoffs. So I got them a plus money to miss the playoffs. Yeah. The world loves Denver right now, man.
1: Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I was thinking about the bet the inverse way, but, uh, but no, that's, I mean, so you I know you, you make can make think Russell Wilson's as corny as you want, but
0: okay. So, Oh, so you know, think the other, so you're with America. You think they'll make the playoffs.
1: I def I I definitely believe that they can make the playoffs.
0: Okay, yeah. So so you yeah, so you that's why so I'm getting plus money on it because it what they're saying is I'm betting something that's less than 50% likely to happen. Right. I don't see how Denver makes the playoffs. Be, uh, so here's what's happening with Denver. Everyone is assigning them all of these offensive upgrades, which I understand they go from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson. They are not acknowledging the defensive downgrades of They had Von Miller for part of the year last year. They don't have him for any of the year this year. They had Vic Fangio as their head coach. Now, Vic Fangio wasn't a great head coach, but he was great at the defensive side of the ball. They've now replaced him with an offensive head coach who's never coached Nathaniel Hackett. who's never been a head coach before. So that's a problem. They're in the toughest division in the NFL. That's a problem. I don't think Russell Wilson's been good the last couple of years. That's a problem. You also could win 10 games and miss the playoffs in the AFC this year. KC is going to be excellent. Buffalo is going to be excellent. Someone's going to win the AFC South. Just say it's one team. There's one team there. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and the Chargers. To me, there are are six teams already clearly better than Denver. So then you have Miami, you have Pittsburgh, you have the non-AFC South winner, call it the Titans, and you have the Raiders, all fighting with Denver for the last playoff spot. I don't think Denver makes it. I love it at plus money. Denver plus one twenty is where I got it. Cleveland missing the playoffs. It was on the board. It's now off the board. I got it at minus one seventy. That's a no brainer as well. There, you're going to start in Jacoby Brissett for eleven games. Then when Deshaun comes back, he will have not played in nearly two years. To me, that's an easy one. I love Cleveland to miss the playoffs. They weren't. They're not. To me, they are likely going to finish last in their own division. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, like, to me, that's a very obvious one. That's why you have to lay minus 170. Now to some exotics. So Seattle, the Jets, and Atlanta. Is there any scenario any of those three make the playoffs? I say no. Seattle is starting Geno Smith and in a brutal division. The Jets are starting Joe Flacco until Zach Wilson gets back. And Atlanta is in a full-on rebuild teardown with all the dead money from Julio and Matt Ryan to try to get this thing started up next year. They're either going to start Desmond Ritter, the rookie, at some point, or Marcus Mariota. Those three teams are essentially locks to miss the playoffs. You add New England to that bet, this is where I'm being a little risky because I have the Patriots under, I have the Patriots to miss the playoffs, and I have the Patriots in this parlay. So if the Patriots have a great year, it screws three of my bets, but I will fade the Patriots happily. So Seattle, the Jets in Atlanta, and New England to miss the playoffs comes in at almost exactly even money, minus 105. So that is what some would argue is I should replace my New England misses playoffs bet with just this one. Instead, this is essentially two ways to bet the same thing, and this one I'm getting it at almost even money because I see no scenario Seattle, Atlanta, or the Jets make it. Tack New England on there, and we're at minus 105.
1: what is, what is it without New England?
0: Oh, I'm it, sorry. If no, up. you're fine. I I looked that up yesterday. It, let me let me look it up again real quick. It's not good. It's like <laughs> minus 600 or something. Okay, it's something to where. A hundred dollar bet would win you like 20 bucks. I can look it up exactly here in just a moment, but it's, it was not. I, what I did was I made the Seattle, the Jets, and Atlanta miss the playoffs. I put that in and saw what the juice was at, and then saw what team do I need to add to have this, you know, to have this work out. Let me just, hold on, let me just see what it is, just those three real quick. I can do that quickly here. Um, Atlanta, the Jets, and Seattle. It is uh it's not minus six hundred, it's minus three thirty. So uh. you could put a ton of money down and try to get, but minus three thirty is a lot. I just I like it more the way, way I have it. It's not a terrible bet, what you're suggesting, but minus three thirty on a three-team future seems unwise. Right. One last Make-miss-playoffs parlay. So I gave you all these teams I think it's going to miss. This is a four-team make-playoff parlay. Kansas City makes it every year. Of course, they're going to make it. They have Patrick Mahomes. Baltimore, they missed it last year thanks to all the injuries, but I think they're going to be fine. Indy, you know how I am on Indy, and the Niners. Casey, Baltimore, Indy, and the Niners. It's 441. Baltimore playoffs At plus 441. Wow. So that's the one of only two, like, real long shots that I have. Well, it's the only long shot I have on the make-miss playoff stuff, and it's because it's a four-team parlay. That is not a sharp bet. Doing a four-team parlay is just in and of itself not a sharp bet, but I believe in those four teams – I don't think Baltimore's going to go back back years without making the playoffs. I don't think Indy's going to go back back years without making the playoffs. I don't think Kansas City or San Francisco are going to fall out of the playoffs. I get plus 441. If you're into these long shots, we're going to wrap the show with a division winner parlay and a conference winner parlay that pay, well, the returns are massive. We will do that to wrap up our gambling show, first one of the year, next. All right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick Wright. Final segment of episode 65, our first gambling show of the year. We've given you our season win totals. We've given you our make-miss playoff bets. Now, two fun ones, two flyers that'll be fun to sweat throughout the year. A division winner parlay and a conference winner parlay. Another way to put a conference winner parlay is exact Super Bowl matchup. So, AFC division winner parlay and we are leaving the AFC North out of it because we like Baltimore, but we're already pretty invested in Baltimore. Cincinnati, though, could win the division. Baltimore still can make the playoffs. And who knows? I, I don't believe in Kenny Pickett, but it, maybe Kenny Pickett takes that starting job in Pittsburgh. They have that great defense already, great coach. So I'm leaving them out of it. Buffalo is winning the AFC East. Even if Miami has an awesome year, there's no way they're having a better record than Buffalo. Buffalo is winning the AFC East. I'm on KC to win the AFC West. I'm on Indy to win the AFC South. Those three conference win or division winners put together is plus 558. Yep. Those are the three favorites in those divisions by the way. And what could bite me? Well, what could bite me is obviously an injury to Lamar, an injury to any of the quarterbacks would would ruin me. There's no doubt about that. But set the injury stuff. Wait, aside.
1: so why what? if there if those three teams that you just listed if they're favorites, why is it plus five fifty? Because they
0: all have to happen.
1: Okay, so yeah, it, it's be, one of those.
0: It because it's a even if they're the favorites, once you start adding other uncorrelated events, your return it's that
1: parlay stuff.
0: Yep, that parlay stuff. There we go. <laughs> <See>? Demonte <laughs> and I had a little little gambling, uh, NFL gambling, gambling boot camp for dummies yesterday. But he's, he's coming around. Exactly right. So Buffalo, Indian, KC, to all win their divisions, it's plus 558. I like it. And now I'm supposed to save this for the TV show. Don't put this part on social because the TV folks are going to be mad at me. And at this point, by the way, when you guys see this, you know, TV show, back next week, Tuesday, 3 p.m., our new time slot, every day, Monday's Labor Day, but we are back with the whole new FS1 lineup Craig Carton in the morning where we used to be, oh, then wow. Undisputed, then The Herd, then us at 3 p.m., then Acho and everyone right on right after. The reason I'm saying and everyone is I'm recording this before the actual official announcement and I think I know who everyone with Acho is, but I'm not right. certain. But you guys will know I'm not trying to leave those folks out. But so, I should be saving the Super Bowl pick for the TV show. But You've made it 35 minutes into our final podcast of the week. It's our gambling show. My Super Bowl pick is Chiefs Niners. If you bet the Chiefs to win the AFC and the Niners to win the NFC, it's a rematch, by the way, Super Bowl from a few years ago. That is plus 5,000. 50 to 1. for so the Chiefs to win the AFC and the Niners win the AFC, NFC. So there it is. So, If we are to look at this entire sheet, everything that I did on it, our season win totals, again, if you are $100 better, you allocated $1,015 for a total return of $1,830, which obviously would be a profit of $815 our make miss playoff bets you allocated $673 for a total return of $1534 or a profit of $861 oh i'm sorry no 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 that's the that that is that's without the parlays in there my apologies for the for the no 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 that's right profit of $8610 but the it's kind of screwed up as far as if you wanted to figure out what the juice was because we have the one parlay. And then on our conference Super Bowl winners, if you want to put – or conference and division winners, $100 bucks on each, you would be risking $200 for a total return of $5,758, or in other words, a profit of or five dollars yeah, 5558 bucks. So there it is. So there it is if you're $100 better. You're $100 better and you want to put a couple grand down on the preseason bets. You're in for just under $2,000. The total amount you'd have to allocate to follow me on all of these is, I think, $1,880, which leaves you just enough for a one, for $100 long shot parlay or something if you'd like to do it. So there it is. Starting next week, we're gonna do five. We're gonna go through the entire NFL schedule every week. I'm gonna tell you the games stay away from. I'm gonna tell you the lines that look too good. I'm gonna tell you the lines uh, that we just don't have enough information on. We're gonna do all of that, and we're gonna narrow it down to our five picks of the week. That is coming a week from now. TV show back on Tuesday, back in a new studio, back in a new time slot. Life's good. Talk to you guys soon. Hey, thanks for watching. Smash or just lightly tap that subscribe button. It all works the same to get more from the show and make sure you click. Why don't you want to mash the bell too, guys? Or just, you know, lightly tap the bell to get notified every time new content drops. Check out full episodes of What's Right wherever you get your podcasts or just hit the link in the description below.